show you list two and your last one too. My name's Jason, I have with me Kevin, uh, the ever astute, uh, overperforming game developer. Always crunching. <laughs> I'm always crunching and I'm doing crunches. Doing and crunches while crunching with a smile on your face. And I'm crunching on a on raw eggs eggs and eggshells. Crunching eggshells between your fingernails. People don't tell you this, but uh, the eggshell the shell is where all the nutrients are. Yeah, see what what people don't know about that is that it goes into your fingertips and it makes you better at typing so you can make games faster. It gives you big big bird-like talons. It gives you big bird-like talons that you can use for, for game development and killing as well. And, and that's two things Kevin self knows defense. very well. Only in self-defense. Self also, allegedly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, most of what we've been doing is uh, we've been uh, crushing eggs between our fingers and becoming big birds, as we've talked about, and making a lot of big games. Um... Uh, one of the big games we're working on at the moment is uh, Getaway Grand Prix. You might have seen it on Twitter. Um, That's the sound of, of it arriving on the scene. Hold on, I'll do a Doppler effect. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. Oh, I couldn't. I, my headphones got me trapped. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, yeah, I just... <laughs> I bounce. I bounced off of the uh, tether of my headphones because I'm wearing wide ones at the moment, and almost knocked my computer off my table. Almost ended uh, the podcast for good. <laughs> yeah, almost, almost crashed and burned right there. <laughs> um, but uh, Getaway Grand Prix is is a video game that exists that we're working on um, alongside Lamplit as well and Sword Club, which, which uh, we've mentioned on the show before, and which we're going to show off a lot more on Twitter. Um, as that's being worked on as well. But right now, uh, uh, you've been uh, toiling away at various different prototypes of uh, yeah. GGP, um, making little little refinements along the way. How's this? How's it hanging at the moment, Kevin? It's coming it along. Like it's coming there? along really well. I'm happy with it. Um, yeah. It's showed a lot of promise mechanically, like. Lamplit, you know, kind of always felt like something was missing, but with this one, it it is a good it's a good game. It's just already a good you game. You think it just so it now just came together like that? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it was that I made a smart choice and went on a very bankable design by starting off with basically Pac-Man and then thinking of of how how it would tweak and how and how it would be different. Um, and it's turned out really good. Like, I've been playing lots of the Pac-Man on the, on the phone, the, the 40th anniversary one, and this, this game is good, and it's different, and it's different in a fun way. So, I'm very, I'm very happy and pleased with that, and I'm excited to get in a bunch of fun effects and, uh, like, the palm trees that blow in the wind as you go past and stuff like that. Lots of stuff to work on and lots of stuff to put in, but it's all it's all little tasks that I'm confident with. I'm not doing anything crazy or to reinvent the wheel, so just plug away at it and it, and it should continue on. It's very promising. Super duper promising. We had a uh, big call yesterday. All of us converged. 
um, checked up on each other during the the big crises happening on the mo at the moment, and also uh, uh, talking about our plans with all of our games. And it feels like I feel pretty good, um, like like we're going in a pretty good direction with with everything we're all working on at the moment. Um, and I'm excited to get that in the hands of the people. Yes, we're on a good path. It'll it'll come soon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all going to be uh, coming down the canyon, so to speak. The video game canyon. Um, Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> we're just a couple of cowboys in this uh, video game <laughs> land, aren't we, Kevin? That's true. That is that is true. A um, couple, couple of Westerados. That's the the cowboy voice is um, obviously part of the intro to our new section, uh, global pandemic. <laughs> oh my God! It's a global <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> it's like a whip sound. That's almost going away. It's the real, it's um, the real wild west out here. Uh, we don't have money for to do like sound drops. Everybody, we're sorry. I've just got to kind of. We got to make do. Of, yeah, police academy wipe my way through it and just. <laughs> and normal just sound guys are uh, have to actually self isolate. So. Yeah. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a little rough around the edges. I didn't let them touch me before, and I don't let them touch me now. That's all I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> um. Uh, so in in just in this period of self isolation, now that we're in the uh, self isolation segment, Kevin, yes. how have you how have you been holding up? What have you been what what have your prying little fingers been been uh, uh, doing? Oh, in this, this period you of know reprieve? me. I've been playing some video games. I've been making some video games. It's mostly the same because um, we don't have an office, so I'd, we'd be working from home anyway. Um, yeah. And the only thing that was really different, I guess, is some of the last kind of niche sessions um, ended up being done online instead of in person. But that was fine. There was only mm -hmm. there's only a couple left. Um, so obviously, I thought the best thing to do was I I'm checking that app store because you got to see what's hot, what's fresh, you know, what's what's the new trends. And uh, I found my way. To a, a lovely little a lovely little game. It's called Disney Magic Kingdoms. Oh now, cool. Uh, it is cool. It is this cool. This is a it's the return of an old segment, mm. Kevin's mobile corner. Yes, yes. Now yeah. are, are you familiar with uh, a, a little game called Simpsons Tapped Out? I I I, I have have made a brush with Simpsons Tapped Out, I'm not gonna lie. Haven't we all? We had a we had a little flirt. <laughs> Let's say. That game apparently makes yes. them so much, so much money. Still? Yeah. Like, I forget. That's... There was some, I remember, this is not interesting to talk about, but there was something that I, there was some article which was saying that there was, they did something crazy and it was like, wow, I can't believe that it justified, it makes so much money that it justified doing that, but I can't remember what the thing is, so it's not a very interesting story, is it? Um... So, this is basically Disney version of that, um, but all the Disney characters that don't live in the same town really do they. So, instead of that, they're all living in Disneyland. Um, yes. And so, you expand, you know, there's 
whoever is the one of the bad the bad witch lady Maleficent. She's cast yeah. a naughty spell over over the magic kingdom, and so you got to clear it and make attractions and goofy and so and and uh, I was about to say Sora. Sora is not there. Uh, goofy, <laughs> goofy and Mickey and uh, Tinkerbell. And Axel and Roxas and Riku. They're all here. Um, and C-3PO and, you know, the Toy Story <laughs> gang. They're all here. It still throws me off when you throw in a Star Wars. I don't know. Yeah, it is, it is, it is a pretty weird one. Um, anyway, I got it because I was interested, I guess, mainly in the theme park angle, which is really just barely there. <laughs> it is just about... Have putting a bunch of these characters in and making you fill out a a bunch of check boxes and send people out for you know a four hour quest to bring back one tenth of c three pos arm um <laughs> and basically there's no game in it at all at all that is what these games are like um currently there's a event for the new Pixar movie onward, which I think came out just yesterday. Um, bad luck, okay. Pixar, because that's gonna no box office weekend for you because all the cinemas are shut. Oh dear, yeah, I um, didn't even think about that. Hachi much which is a which is a bummer. Oh, I mean, well. when I first saw the trailer for Onward, I was like, oh, it's like it was uh, similar to an idea we had a long time ago for Stocks and Swords, which was that it was like fantasy characters, but they were in a modern setting, and it was. It was a, a little bit funny, wasn't it, to imagine such a thing? Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, they, they'd have our idea first, but then I guess just no one's going to see it. Um, so there you go. We can still do it. Um, yeah, we're in the clear. So, um, yeah, I don't really have anything so to say Kevin, about that. I, I, I have something to say. I just yeah. remembered that I have played this game... <laughs> I had a, br- I, as well as with Simpsons tapped out, I did have a brief foray with uh, Disney Magic Kingdom. And I think it was like six months ago, I downloaded it. Yeah. And what happened was, here was my, my experience in the Magic Kingdom. I, I think I met Goofy. This was when the game was in early access. And it was like, oh, you gotta build a thing. And then I, I built a thing and, uh, it told me to download the rest of the game. And then I decided to <laughs> uninstall the game. Yeah. That was not... That was a pretty good choice. Not having that. Um, it's a weird one. Cause I, it's so like... are you still playing along, Kevin? Are you still on the pulse of the Magic Kingdom, keeping it up, making sure all the naughty uh, stuff is outside of the perimeter? What? How does that manifest? It's just like... What does it look like? It's just in Simpsons Tapped Out, where, like, you have to clear blocks... Um, it's just like there's just kind of a, a blue shadow over it, and you have to spend. Your main currency is magic <laughs> that mm-hmm. you get from all your places. Um, I'm still on it. I'm. I'm. I can. I can feel the interest slipping away from me, though. I can't imagine <laughs> I'll be doing it for much longer, especially after this event finishes like the only i think one of the main a huge driver for this and this was absolutely true of the uh avengers campus one that i played for so long is that like the the characters and stuff they're only really valuable if they are time limited (laughs) 
So they basically do an event like every month to keep you having something that you have to work towards or it's going to go away. Because if there's no limited content, then it's just like a, it's just a slog and it's just a chore. And it that's just what it is anyway, because there's no... Like, you don't get anything at the end of it. It's just all this work to just have, you know, more work to do. Um, yeah, you just... Because eventually it's, it's not... It's it's not fun anymore to see, you know. At one point, you're getting a new, a new C-3PO uh, ham, the piggy bank, every day. And then it starts to dry up. C-3PO ham piggy bank? Oh, uh, two. Those are two separate characters. Ham from Toy Story. Yeah, no. What I just pictured was the two of them combined, and it scared the shit out of me, Kevin. So don't ever do that to me again. Okay, I, I, I um, <laughs> I promise. I don't want them to to combine IPs and make them one like that. It frightens me. Um, when was the moment that you? decided to stop playing Avengers Campus Heroes or whatever it was called. Because I, I, I do... You were playing that one for a long time and I feel like it became part of your life. I could not tell you. I think just one day you just don't open it and then that's it, basically. It's like an, ex, it's like an ex-lover. It's just... just it fades Just it one fades day, day, just the interest is just not there. You decide not to open it and then and then that's it. Because mm-hmm. at That's that point, it. yeah, it's just it's over. It's just over. At at a certain point, you're doing all the work. You're exactly like, That's right. It for me. Exactly. That's yeah. that's correct. That's it. Hmm. Um. So apart that's, that's from that, I got um, Resident Evil Revelations. It was on sale. Very nice. Um, I'm playing it on a on PS4, so it's interesting to see the. It's interesting to see it have been translated from uh, 3DS, which was it was originally on. It gives me the same vibes as uh, playing Deus Ex of the Fall on PS4, which was originally made for like tablets and phones. That was a that was a bold gambit, wasn't it, right. for them to think that that was going to take off? Um, but I I actually really like I think. It's happened in the cases of both these games because they are on a like a simpler hardware. They have to focus on more basic things. Everything has to be really visually clear, and I think it makes for better games that are less full of not important stuff. Um, how do you mean? Um. I don't know. Like I think the, when you're pl- when I'm playing Deus Ex: The Fall, right? You'll go into a room mm-hmm. and you'll see like oh, I can see clearly that there is highlighted like a box of ammo here and like another pickup over here and like a bin that maybe has something in it. When you walk into mm-hmm. a room in like whatever the latest full Deus Ex is, like there's like twenty things that are highlighted and it's like okay, well. Yeah, I could interact with the chair, but there's probably not... It's probably not something interesting that's going to happen. I could just throw the chair around for not really any reason. Um, I guess it just makes it focus on what's more important. Um, in, In Resident Evil Revelations, a lot of it is just about look around the room 
and see where the box of ammo is. Maybe it's on the chair. Maybe it's behind the shelf. That's just <laughs> it's just kind of interesting to it's very basic, but it, I don't know. They find some fun they're not even I they're just normal places for it to be. But sometimes it was on a chair. There was I went into a boardroom and there was some ammo on a chair and I went, Oh, found ya and then I picked it up. And that's mm-hmm. that's half of that's about half of what the game is. And then another half you shoot zombies and you have like a scanner which is a very good and simple kind of addition to the basic formula because it's a base it's a it's a classic risk and reward thing you have to take out your scanner and scan the enemies to get points you get enough points you get um a health thing but it takes time so you're vulnerable while you're doing it um and you can scan them after you kill them but they're worth less points so it just gives you some interesting choices to make about how bold you're going to have to be with your scanner yeah i think i remember that from the uh i played it on the wii u and I think on that one you had to move around the the gamepad all over the shop to to scan stuff, if I remember. Um, yeah, you can also find like extra items and stuff with it as well. Yeah, I remember that being a good like uh, at the time uh, a bit of a return to form for the horror elements of the series, especially after um, six, which was all about shooting people and wrestling them. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Yeah, I got up to, uh, I got up to, I guess it's probably, like, kind of the first boss, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with him, and he's also... Oh, that boss is really hard. uh, disgusting to behold, so... Are, are I don't you, know like, when in I'll an ice locker or something? Yeah, it's, it's like the guy with like the a... big chainsaw hand. Yeah, he's a big gross dude, yeah. he just ups on you and kills you it's, it's very tough i don't <laughs> yeah I, I don't i kept like, like there's a bunch of exploding barrels around to explode when he's near them and I, I like unloaded all my ammo onto him and tried to find you know ran around the arena found more ammo and avoided all these other guys but even after loading all of that into him uh, i didn't he, he was still alive so i, I wasn't yes. sure if i'm actually able to kill him or if i have to do some other kind of story thing to get it to keep moving I guess I'll have to I'm look it be, up. I'm going to be honest, Kevin. I was exactly where you were, <laughs> and I looked it up, and I wasn't I wasn't happy about what I had to do. <laughs> because every, every, I don't remember exactly what the solution was, but everyone was just like, just, you really got to be perfect. You got to really kill it on this one, buddy. Like, not even much of help. Like, usually walkthroughs are like, all right, go over here and you'll be fine. Do this, do this. It's all just like, just pray. Just think... <laughs> Just think about what it would be like to win enough, and then eventually you'll get there. Wow. So, I wish you the best of luck um, in the future of Resident Evil Revelations, because I didn't beat it. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess I was correct to be intimidated. Yeah, it was... It, it's. I don't know what uh, What was the, the deal there with, <laughs> with the bo- Maybe all the bosses are hard, though. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I guess they just wanted him to be scary, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't, don't know if you're supposed to be able to beat him or not. You, I'm sure you. Mm. I'm sure there's some way to beat him. It's you, also yeah, funny think... because I've seen him because they use him a lot. I've in the uh, Resident Evil 2, uh, like mercenaries raid missions. 
<laughs> so it's uh. I've like seen him before, but in he's been much easier to deal with, and so it was uh, confusing to have him be so difficult. I bet. I think maybe I I, I almost killed him by doing some tricky business. Just like a, there's a, there was a window you can duck under and climb over. Yeah, I'm sure um, there's a lot of little hidey holes and stuff. I'm sure you could cheese him. Yeah. Just you have enough ammo. Cheese him, cheese him up enough, and you'll get there. It's also a, it's also a weird game because I think it introduces these like lizard men. <laughs> like I encountered them first in, um, in the raid mode as well. But it's just it's it's got such a funny story with this underwater city controlled by like a solar power satellite, and then it gets attacked by genetically engineered lizard men. Which... My brain is remembering so much right now. <laughs> yeah. I forgot all of this. And then I they... thought it was just like, it's on a boat or something, but no, yeah, yeah you there spend, was a whole underground You spend most facility. of your time on the boat, but there's also this whole backstory about this like utopian city that they had to destroy yeah. by solar laser beam to kill all the lizard people. <laughs> oh, man. It's very funny. I do not remember the lizard people. That sounds like something I'd remember. They like to do. Again. They like to do lots of flips. Those lizard mm-hmm. people. I bet. Try to get out of the way. <laughs> um, and I've Very also cool. been playing Animal Crossing. I got a as a nice treaty for having finished and uh, submitted my final niece business plan, and it's been good. Um. I haven't really played Animal Crossing before. Oh, okay. I thought you might have played the DS one or something like I that. I gave but... it a go, but I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand the appeal of it. Um, mm-hmm. This time, it's it's pretty, and I understand it more. And uh, Jacinta's gotten really into it. She's basically played it non-stop for the last two days after oh, we bought boy. it. Um... And it's good. It's having a good time opening up the shops and stuff. I'm excited to see it uh, unfold over time. I'm interested yeah. in... It seems like it's such a... It, like, it's not a particularly friendly to the player, I think. Which is... Like, I think it was just... When they made the first time, when they made it the first time, they were just like, okay, well, it, it can work like this. And then now, it feels like they could have changed some stuff, but it's... Maybe they... Like, I imagine they are smart, and they're thinking about it, so it must be that they just like that that's how the game is. Like, sometimes it's hard to point in the right direction to dig a hole or catch a fish, but I guess that's, like, the skill that you get better at. Um... And, like, a bug will crawl behind a tree or something. But I guess that's just part of the game. That's what they want it to be. I'm excited to get the, like, clothing customization stuff up. I'm, I'll am i do some stuff with that, I think, when it comes ready. Very neat. Is there, um... Do you have a coffee shop? That was one of my favourite things in the old games. No, not yet. I think you might be able to get one eventually. You start off on, uh, like, a deserted island and everyone's in tents. So I think over time, 
uh, stuff gets upgraded more into a new town and you get new buildings and stuff. The museum's being built at the moment after oh, uh, we is... submitted a bunch of uh, animals and stuff and we've built uh, the little shop and upgraded our houses a bit. And so, yeah, I guess over time, because uh, they show you in a video at the start, they show you like a huge aquarium with like whales and stuff in it and all this uh, all this stuff that you can get to kind of tease you and let you know that, you know, as you go, this is what eventually it will be like. So, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm excited. I'm hanging in for those. I'm excited for the museum to be done so we can dump all these animals in. <laughs> just got, like, a, a bunch of, like, huge sharks in, like, portable pools just placed around the, the place ready to go <laughs> into the Shark museum. Island. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I would have feel like this could go to... With Animal Crossing Island, it could go one of two ways. One, I guess you eventually build a, a habit, like a, a society there that you can live in. Or two, it'll become a sort of Lord of the Flies <laughs> situation between all the all the villages. Now, wouldn't that be funny? That that'd make a good web comic. Now, wouldn't it? <laughs> someone get the uh, someone get Penny Arcade on the phone. Someone get VG Cats on the phone <laughs> right now. We need them. This is a once-in-a-lifetime um, opportunity. <laughs> a once-in-a-lifetime. Give us the money and we'll give you the joke. That's our tagline. Uh, so, that's, so that's Animal Crossing for that's right it. now? Still looking, that's it. That's all I've got to watching. say about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been uh, playing a couple of things while I've, I've just been, been home. It hasn't really... The situation hasn't really changed for me a lot either. Except for, like, weird stuff, like, where you do see it, like, just going to the store and being like, huh, there's, there's not a lot of stuff here. Yeah, super um, wild that you can go into the shop and there's nothing on the shelves. It's, like, nothing ever I've experienced in my lifetime. Yeah, for sure. And also, people being uh, very far away from each other is also very different, too. Um, when you go out, it's, it's a good idea to do that. Yes, it's it's good uh, when people usually... do it down at down at our local shops. People do not seem to be that worried about it. Um, oh, really? Uh, so, yeah, it would be nice when if they were if they stayed further apart. Yeah, when we've been um, ordering food and stuff like that, they've had to leave it at our front door, and then we wait for them to leave, and then we go out and grab it because of some. Yeah, we ordered some food today too, and I was expecting that to happen, but it didn't. But whatever. Well, Mel- Melbourne's just cool about it, man. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so. It's it. very, it's very strange. It yeah, is serious. Maybe it's a little different depending on where you're at. Let's all stay inside. Hmm. But um, that that's the virus. We're all doing okay. Uh, speaking of viruses, <laughs> I played a little bit of Resident Evil Free with Arjai. We we played this one next. Um. And the next one we'll play after this is Code Veronica, and then we'll probably take a break from it for a little bit. But uh, I had never seen uh, this Resident Evil before, either. So it was really cool. This one you play as Jill. takes place a day before Resident Evil 2, for some reason. <laughs> uh, I don't... It's not really clear. The, the timeline's a bit messed up. Everything's weird, as you heard about the, the lizard men earlier. Um... You're in the city, it's all gone to poop, and, and uh, it's a lot more linear than the first two games, which kind of 
give you this open environment of like, oh, here's a mansion or mm. here's a police station um, with a few different sections to it. Uh, but here you're kind of going through a city area and then you're moving on into the police station from Resident Evil 2 and then you're moving into this other area. So, so you're kind of going along a much more linear path than the other two games. And I think that's okay for what they're trying to do. This is definitely the most action-y out of all three. Mm. Um, there wasn't ever a point where we were close to running out of ammo or supplies or anything like that. So that was never uh, an issue. It was just about shooting. It kind of became a shooting gallery at a certain point, except mm. for the, the terrible, awkward controls. Um, the puzzles were real bad this time around. I don't know what the fuck happened between two and three, but the, the, it turned... i got to clear my throat. I'm getting frustrated. It turned into some mist shit. Oh, there's nice. like a There's a clock tower... I still don't know how these these puzzles work. That you got free gems and free paintings of things, and it said, "Oh, put them in order of uh, time," but there was no indication uh. of, of like a uh, time of day in any of the paintings, and the gems were all colored, and they were like called opal or gem, like different kind of ones. And I, I don't know what it was, but we did it, so I'm glad that it worked out. But uh, yeah, lots of valves and gears and cogs. It was really, it was, re- it feels like such a a stopping of an abrupt stop of the pacing of the the horror stuff that you got to be in this quiet room figuring out what the hell is going on here <laughs> um with this mechanism um but you know whatever that's that's resident evil i guess uh it was just the most extreme here like it really felt like they were trying to 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 elongate things a little bit with them mm. um nemesis is real cool uh dude that follows you throughout different areas in the game He's is scary. He'll shoot you with a rocket launcher and then he'll grab you with his nasty arm and throw you all around everywhere. Uh, and uh, the game takes on like a kind of multiple choice sort of system. Uh, like choose your own adventure. Oh, are you going to jump up here or kick this dude off a ledge? Um, which will affect the ending. The story is still ridiculous. Um, <laughs> umbrella. All the characters are so stupid. They just suck. Like, there's these two, like, oh, Umbrella operatives. We're going to save everybody. It's Carlos and Nikolai, I think. Um, Carlos is this this Latino dude whose accent slowly becomes American as the game goes by. <laughs> and uh, Nikolai is this Russian, like, ooh, I am a Russian. And he is, uh, he's hurt. Um, and both of them are intent on... <laughs> As protectors of Raccoon City in this trying time, they are absolutely intent on doing the worst job possible. Completely not class acts. They just spent the whole game running away. Nikolai ex- uh, betrays you and then proceeds to explode three times. <laughs> sort of doing an Albert Wesker. He like he, The first time he's like, oh, I'm going... Uh, uh, he... he accidentally drops a gas can and then shoots it by accident and kills himself <laughs> and blows up. Um, that was the first time. Second time, it turns out he's alive um, and then uh, you set off an explosion in a train and he goes bursting out a window in very comic fashion, which I enjoyed. And uh, uh, the third time, he blew up again. I think he, I think he got blown up in a helicopter or something. He was trying to get away. Uh, he, he's great. Carlos is just running away and being scared the whole game. Um, and Jill is the only one who gets anything done the whole time. Are they supposed was... to be funny or are they supposed to be cool? 
I think they're supposed to be cool, especially Carlos. Okay. Um, Nikolai is meant to be very like, oh, James Bond villain, but he just he just spends the game getting fucked up like a Family Guy joke or something. <laughs> like every once in a while, it'd be Nikolai, and then he explodes. Uh, it was it was pretty. It was pretty solid. It was definitely the shortest at around like three hours of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you discount the amount of work we had to do on the puzzles, and uh, you know, good good round franchise. I think this one was meant to be like a Resident Evil side story, but mm-hmm. then they changed the name because Code Veronica was meant to be free and some. Just a just a bunch of horse hockey, Kevin. I don't know. <laughs> you know these. You know these Resident Evils. They're they're all over the place. They don't. It's called Resident Evil, for God's sakes. <laughs> um, I played uh, the Resident Evil Free demo that was on the PS4 as as a compliment to uh, finishing Resident Evil Free. It just kind of it was serendipity. It just came up there, um, and I played it on my own in in the darkness of my room, and I was not. Uh, I didn't do so hot. You got spooked? I got real spooked, Kevin. It wasn't any good. It was fine for, like, the first half hour because I was just dealing with, with zombies going at me. They're f- I can do that. Nemesis just chases you. He's just he's just chasing you, and when he's not chasing you, there's this scary fucking music going... <laughs> and, and so I'm just like, oh, he's going to be chasing me in a second with all that music happening. I can't focus on this fucking puzzle I'm doing right now. I, I got to get a shotgun out of a thing and, and use, like, a, a, a pliers on a box. I can't... I, I, I forgot where I am because I just want to run away. And, and I died, and I stopped playing. <laughs> so, so that's my experience with the remake so far. We'll probably end up playing that, and I'll probably have to uh, rein the controls on that one, which is a bummer. <laughs> but uh, uh, Resident Evil 3 is really fun. Just the uh, the, the core game even if it is super ridiculous and outlandish i think that that adds to it a lot yeah that's part of the fun of the resident evil is things often get extremely silly but it 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 takes itself serious it does very ridiculously (laughs) seriously i think that's the only way it can be it can't it can't get silly with itself otherwise we'll know yeah um did I tell you about when we were playing Resident Evil uh, 1 and uh, they, uh, when you're first going into like the underground laboratory under the mansion, you're finding all this stuff out about the, the umbrella scientist. There's a photo of the scientist team who worked on the T-virus and it's all the scientists just, just standing there with like their faces in lab coats. And then there's one who was ob- obviously Albert Wesker because he has slicked back hair and sunglasses and a lab coat. <laughs> Oh, uh, classic is... Wesker. <laughs> really gave himself away, you big dog. <laughs> yeah, there's a funny part in uh, Revelations as well. It's like, immediately after some extremely dramatic thing happens, the game decides to uh, give you a bunch of rooms with basically nothing in them but books that have, like, details and specifications of the ship that you're currently on. Like, how long it is, when it was built, (laughs) it got its engines replaced in 2003. Wow. (laughs) It's just like, why why are you giving me all this? I'm so confused. Oh, one more thing about uh, Resi Free. Uh, 
with the choose your own adventure stuff, I, I just chose whatever came to my mind for it, but it can greatly determine the ending of the game uh, that you get. And through serendipity, I chose all the exact uh, things I would need to choose so that I got the ending that involved um, my good friend Barry uh, picking us up on a helicopter nice. at the end of the game. Thanks, Barry. Who is Barry. my favourite... He is my favorite character, and we don't see him ever again until Resident Evil Revelations 2? He is in that, yes. Yeah. So, so good on you, Barry. I love you, buddy. Oh, Keep doing what you do best. Yep. He's a member of the NRA, apparently. That's a detail in Resident Evil 2. Ah! So, there you go. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. No, he does love guns. There's that FMV in the first game where he's, like, looking at a gun really focused. He loves it. <laughs> That's his one character trait. Um, other than that, I played through... Uh, finished Judgment, which is kind of uh, a, a spin-off of the Yakuza games made by the same uh, developers, taking place in the same city, the fictional Japanese city that the Yakuza games take place in. And it was great. Have you heard anything about this game? No, Kevin? I haven't heard anything about it. Oh, I would reckon you'd enjoy it, maybe. It's like a... Uh, it's a game in this Japanese little Shibuya-esque city where you're a, you're a kind of hot shot uh, but also scrappy detective that's got a sweet leather jacket and very tight jean pants. And you go around uh, solving crime mysteries with your uh, sidekick who was an ex-Yakuza tough guy. <laughs> um, and you got to involve yourself in a Yakuza clan war that has something to do with some nasty Alzheimer's drug and uh, it's a lot of conspiracies and plot twists and uh, um, a lot of the things that the uh, Yakuza games are really good at translates really well here and that's uh, the, the character work um, primarily is, is very very good the way that you sort of learn a lot about the characters as you're playing not just uh, the main characters but uh, side characters too the city sort of gets uh, gets its life through, like uh, all the all the shops are actual storefronts that you can go to and restaurants mm, that you can good. eat at, and all that kind of thing. And you can interact with all these characters and and like develop discrete like friendship meters, so they'll give you discounts if you keep going there, or you might get specific like uh, side missions from certain people, or you can go on dates with some girls, that kind of thing. So so it's a lot of just like a you know. I don't think... I think this is one of the best instances of me just completely feeling like I know a city from the back of my hand... At the, mm. Like the back of my hand at the end of the game. Because I just spent so much time trying to get all my friendship meters up. And it gives you a good idea of um, sort of the story too. Because at the start of the game, everyone sort of treats uh, Yagami, who was the main character. He's, he's sort of like a, a scrappy dude... Just down on his luck. He, he uh, used to be a lawyer, but then he decided to retire after a terrible incident and just became a small-time detective. But everyone in this uh, city really respects him. And you get a good idea for it after that because uh, he's, he's, he's just a nice dude. When, he's, when, he's, when he interacts and gets food and everything, or and, and will just take on cases for people for completely free, he's just this, this nice presence in this city. And you get a feeling of him like, oh, it's like a codependent relationship of this dude and this city and its people. It's like a community thing. 
It reminded me a little bit of Shenmue in that way as well. Mm. Um, but the core story was probably uh, my favorite thing about it. Very dramatic, super tense, almost uh, a legal drama in a lot of instances. A lot of time spent in courtrooms with people getting angry and pointing at each other. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's, a neat, it's a neat game. I spent a lot of time with it. Like, ended up with 35 hours or something like that. Wow. All those games are ridiculous in how long they are. They really go for it. But, uh... Interesting. But it was a... Yeah, it was a neat time. I, uh... The, if anything, the... The, like, detective stuff was really the weakest. Mm. Because, uh, it's just kind of very light. Like, oh, answering... Answering text prompts. Um, submitting evidence... Um, but you're not really punished in the same way you are in Phoenix, right? It's just like, ooh, do it again. You fucked up. Uh, so that's fine. But uh, you're, you're also... Um, one more thing. You punch and kick dudes a lot like Yakuza. That hasn't really changed. Even though you're just this kind of scrappy detective dude, you got this sort of uh, street-grown, drunken fist style of fighting, which is pretty different from uh, Kiryu in the first game, who in the uh, Yakuza series, who's just like all fists and brawn and stuff. Interesting. So you got, so you're all doing uh, parkour and jumping around and doing flips and all that sort of business. Um, my throat's starting to tickle from how much I'm talking about judgment, Kevin. It's because it's because <laughs> your throat is finds it so funny. It's it's uh. I, I'd like to judge my throat right now, and I'm saying it's not doing an okay job on this podcast, Kevin. I tell you what. Objection. Of water. Objection, Your Honor. Uh, no, that, that's it for now. It, it was really good though. Um, super, super strong. It felt like watching a like a, a drama at certain points. Like I was watching Law and Order, hmm. uh, Japanese edition. I was really into it. Um, but that's most of what I've been playing for now. A little bit of Snack World. I don't feel like talking about it right now. <laughs> it's going well, alright? Don't, you... don't just don't talk to me about Snack World. Jeez. Everyone on Twitter, if you stop me, stop adding me about Snack World, alright? I'm not the I'm not the official proprietor <laughs> official of, Sky of the face of Snack World. Mm-hmm. I'm Real not the commissioner snack of Snack World, World everyone. Mascot. No, no, you've got it... Oh, god damn it, you've, you've got, got it all got it wrong. All wrong. <laughs> just because just I love Snack World and it's all I talk about doesn't mean <laughs> I like that I'm snack the official World. commissioner. Yeah. I do like Snack World. But yeah, that, that's that, I'll let you know when there's more developments on that. I did get to a new... I didn't think this was going to happen, but uh, I left my little fantasy town and i've i've headed off to a new land and it, it looks like it's, it's always night time and it's kind of got that latent uh sort of look of the 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 english streets and all the mm. all the sort of brownish lighting it's very nice um i didn't expect that at all i thought it was just going to be in that one little zone for the whole game so that, that was a nice little surprise that's snack world Maybe there'll be a um, goblin with a with a piece of bread. This oh, time, <laughs> there might be a goblin with a piece of bread. There might be a bowl of cereal, <laughs> holding a little slice of pizza. Now, wouldn't that be outrageous? Wouldn't that be a? He'll be called Pizza uh, Bowl. Wouldn't that give you a little bit of a tickle, uh, tickle in the funny bone? It'd make me laugh. 
It'll um, make me grin ear to ear, I'll tell you that much. Ear to ear, big chesser grat grin. Uh oh. Snack all broke him. <laughs> I'm choking. I'm okay. <clears throat> Too happy um, about Snack World. So that's Snack World. Oh my god, my throat, Kevin. <laughs> it's tickling. Probably I hope I don't have the virus. It's a uh, allergic reaction to Snack World, I think. Yeah, I think all these video games are, are starting to, to grate on my, my nerves. Let's talk about something nice. Okay. Let's talk about the game club for this week. Uh, it was called... Hot Star... on Steam and probably other storefronts if you look it up let your fingers do the talking <laughs> um, it, <laughs> but uh, you, you said you played this game a while ago Kevin yeah there's a version of it on the on the phone um, I don't know how it differ how it is different it in on the phone one it's you there's your two little people and you swap between them and the uh, they also have blocks that only one of each one can stand on, and so you gotta figure out how to swap and where to go so you can get them both to the goal. Yeah. So when you you're playing as the little blue character, when you're swapped to him, all of the uh, pink blocks, which is the color of the other character, will be grayed out, and you can't jump on those. I believe is the conceit. That might change as the game goes on though I'm not too sure have you finished it I've played a lot of it um I don't remember there being any great departure from the formula that the, the okay. puzzles just kind of get more complex and have more have more steps to get to the end mm-hmm it sort of reminded me a little bit of a maybe a maybe a more simple version of I don't know if you played much box boy on the 3ds I did not play that one um, it was cute, but that, that was sort of a thing where, uh, but you're playing as one character in that instance, uh, trying to puzzle your way, get up over this, this obstacle, usually, um, using little boxes, but I think maybe Box Boy and Box Girl had, um, some of that kind of stuff too, with the two little character switching, I'm not too sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very cute. I think that I always love a pixel art game that has nice big uh, thick sprites that are on the screen. Yeah, I think that's my favorite part of it is their the little jumping animations. It's it's difficult, especially at that size for the sprites that are in this one, which are pretty small, to get a good some good poses for those jumpings in. And I guess that's that's why it sticks out in my mind. Because it has good, mm-hmm. good jumping poses, and I should remember them to reference and have a look at them when I'm making my own ones. I'll remember them forever. I, uh, I like the backgrounds as well. I, I, I think my favorite puzzle games are one, um, the theming of them at least, are ones that don't really have any context, and you're just in a sort of cute, pretty abstract space like this. Yeah. Um got a real cute look to it uh you the puzzles are good you know like with these kind of games it's pretty basic there's not there's not that much to talk about 
Yeah, I, I you, you do the puzzles and it's fun. Um, the this the art is very very good. I liked all the music as well. Um, and that's Heartstar. I wish I had something more to say about it. Do you know who made it? Um, uh, I don't know his name, but he has done different little games like this. He has a series of like a, a guy who has like a little. It's like a little dungeon thing. He did a a game jam recently about your you have like a you have a a wizard and a fighter and a and a and a ranger I think and you have to get to the end but only only one character has to get to the end and a lot of kind of mm-hmm. abilities and ways you can do stuff uh, require you to like kill the other members of the team just to like. Jump onto spikes, and then another character can jump on top of that character, so they don't get hit by the spikes. That's a uh, total party kill, is it? Yes, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, these games were made by um, Adventure Islands. They also Jesse made stuff like uh, Simp- Simpan, and it says his name is here. Super Dangerous Dungeons. That's just the one. Um, mm. Duke Dashington. Kind of an inspiration, I guess, for me in terms of look you can make little games and uh you can release them and you can do it you can do it like that in that way you can do it whatever you want put them on the phone and make they can be small just they don't they don't have to be anything uh super super huge or ginormous sometimes you just have to have a it's good to have a small idea and then be able to execute on that and just uh have it done well and effectively yeah, the best game is a finished game. That's right. That's what they say. So uh, so we're going to try and have some finished games for you soon, people. They're coming. They're coming. Okay. Have we got an idea for, the, for an, uh, this next game club? Here's what I'm going to say, Kevin. And yes. This is a brand new idea. Mm-hmm. We don't come up with a game... Instead, we leave the onus on Jace of the future to come up with a game. Okay. He's going to edit in name of the game right now. Uh-huh. It's ZX House Attack. It's made by Wild Beep. I'm tired. It's 9.30 and I'm hungry. I want to play Snack World. And then he's going to be a good boy and post a podcast on Google Drive. Aren't you, Jace? <laughs> Nod your head. Yeah, that's right. You have anything you want to tell them, Kevin? Um, thank you for editing the podcast. Uh, I love recording the podcast with you. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to edit that so that you sound like a little ho- horrible goblin, man. Oh, no. That's right, because I'm, <laughs> I secretly am very angry about having to edit this. No, I'm, I'm okay. I love editing <laughs> the podcast. It's one of my favorite jobs. Um, so that's, that's going to be the next game club, everybody. Wow, uh, exciting. <laughs> I can't wait. That's gonna. That sounds really good. I can't wait to. Oh, to, I've never heard my, of that game. I've been itching to share my thoughts on said game. So that's that's it for the podcast today. Uh, rest assured, me and Kevin are both uh, safe. We are both uh, staying in insular bubble environments, aren't we, Kevin? Yes, I'm. I've ziplocked myself. Uh, and I drink through mm-hmm. a little tube. 
Yes, you're inside a little, a little tiny test tube, and your hands are against the side of the test tube, sort of an Augustus gloop yeah. situation. Uh, tapping your fingers, waiting to get out, but you're gonna wait for the right time because we don't know when that will be. And I get, I get fed chocolate. I get fed chocolate milk through a straw, and for food, I have a plate full of peas that I suck up one at a time through my straw. You've just got a little straw in your mouth there. Yeah, and I you see. can just see you just someone has to hold up the plate of peas, and then you you watch the kind of the you watch the straw kind of dance around as if as if on a string to 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 suck up those little morsels it's like watching someone's like museum art project version of hungry hungry hippos before your very eyes yeah there's a, a man in a glass jar sucking up peas from a straw um that's a lot what it will be like um if you if you uh catch us at the sky pirates offices uh <laughs> If you want to submit any questions for us while we're we're in isolation, self-isolation here, please, we need the company questions at skypiratestudios.com. You can also get at us on Twitter at Sky Pirate Radio. Did you know? Now you do. Thank you. Um, we didn't get many questions, Kevin. Uh, we got one from Pizza Sheets. He asked yes. how high your vertical leap was. But wait, wait a second, you Jess, isn't, that, the- isn't that you? That's your, uh, that's your question. Look, I'm not going to confirm or deny whose question it is. Okay. I don't think that matters. Well, that's... Well, I, think look. I, I think the people just want to know how high your vertical leap is. Can you jump into that tube of yours, or...? Let's find out. Let's... I'm just going to have a... I'm going to start off by having a look at what is the average vertical jump norm. We're looking at 16 to 20 okay. inches, uh, uh, which is 40 to 41 to 50 centimeters. So I'm going to go ahead and say um, a full meter. I'm going to say that I probably, like I'm not for sure, but probably <laughs> I can do double that. Um, you think you could jump two meters? No, not two. No, no, not two meters. <laughs> You said you could do double that. No, but... I'm pretty... No, okay, Jace, I'm pretty confident... Look, listen to me, buddy. I'm pretty confident I could jump at least two metres into the air, right? Given... I mean, if I tried, I'm not... I don't... I haven't needed to, so... What do you you think? I have a fucking baby. I can jump two metres into the air. It's just two simple metres. It's not like 20 inches. One time, I one time Kevin didn't see me. I woke up and and was in the guest room, and I I came out and I saw him in the backyard, and he jumped into a tree. He he just jumped f- five meters up into the air into a branch, a bramble of a tree, and and he he stayed there. So Kevin is known for jumping very high. That's what we've learned today. You can learn a lot more about Kevin through, uh, uh, you know questions so yeah that. that's one of that's one of the uh tr- tried and true methods of getting to know me yeah you can get to know kevin or you could ask about uh our games too if you want to be a party pooper you could but ask mainly... financial advice you can ask legal advice um yeah as not, i've at said at this point we're not going to take anything anything off the table so anything is going right now um it's it's all there 
Uh, so that's the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Another Hope perfect all... podcast in the bag. Yeah, another one in the bag. Just, just tie it up and throw it over the fence. <sighs> I feel like I'm in a state of flux. I don't really want to end it just yet, but I don't. I don't feel satisfied. That's the uh, that's the podcaster's curse. Yeah, that's it's. I'm still hungry. That's the problem. I'm I need hungry more. for more, more hot. I takes. need a little more. <laughs> I need a and we'll just give one to you more. One little morsel. Just one bite. Just one bite, please. Come on. Just. Um, we're gonna leave it at that. We're gonna leave you wanton, though, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> leave you with a little a little taste of what's to come next time. So stay tuned. Stay fresh, stay safe as well. Be well, and goodbye. Bye-bye, be well, have a good week.